No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Welcome everybody to Always More. I'm Rebecca Keener and we are continuing on our study on the Holy Spirit. Today our lesson is the Holy Spirit is our restrainer. So you want to stay tuned for this. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the study on the Holy Spirit and we're learning so much in your word and growing in you. Lord, I pray for every person who's watching today that you will speak a word in due season, a rhema word and a logos word, a written word and a fresh new word from heaven for them that will change their life. We thank you, Lord, for your word, for your spirit, and Father, for this time together. We ask you to anoint it and anoint our ears to hear a word in due season. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you again for tuning in. We are on our 12th lesson studying about the different facets and the personality of the Holy Spirit and some of the roles that He plays in our life. And if you have not been tuned in or maybe it's your first day to be watching, we want to encourage you. You can go to our website at alwaysmoretv.org and you can check out our blog which has the program notes, the study notes for you to you can either use those if you'd like to use them and teach them uh, in a class or a small group, or you can just study them. And also there's a link to our YouTube, and we are posting one by one these programs for you to be able to go back and enjoy. And for the Holy Spirit, just to remind you that you're not here alone on this earth, just trying to just scrape by and barely make it. That, that the Holy Spirit is here to empower you, to empower me, to be able to do the things that God has called us to do. And one of the roles is of the Holy Spirit is as a restrainer, a restraining force here on the earth. Let's look at John 14 and 25, our text that we have looked at many, many times, and we still could get more out of it. And it says this, I have told you these things, Jesus said, while I am still with you, verse 26. But the comforter, who is that word, comforter is paraclete, meaning counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And one of our programs was on the Holy Spirit is our teacher. That was a good one too. So I want to encourage you to watch that. And he will cause you to recall. He will remind you. There's another program we did on the Holy Spirit is your reminder. Powerful, powerful teaching the Lord gave us. He will bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Then he goes on to say this in verse 27. He said, Peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. There's a restraining force right there, the restraining force of peace. 
not to be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself, this is in parentheses in the Amplified Version, to be agitated and disturbed. Well, if ever there was a word in all the Bible, that would be it. Amen. Especially for our mamas out there. Don't be agitated or disturbed. Don't fret. Amen. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. You heard me tell you, verse 28, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you really love me, you would be glad because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater and mightier than I. And so we see here that his peace is left here on earth through the power of the Holy Spirit as a restraining force. Now, if you will turn in your Bible to 2 Thessalonians uh, 2 and 7, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7, and uh, it talks about in that particular passage that the secret power of lawlessness, and that's referring to the Antichrist spirit, is already at work. But the one who now holds it back, and that one is capitalized, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit, will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. So that's where we learn and understand that the Holy Spirit here on this earth is a restraining force. And uh, there is a lot of doctrinal teachings on that particular scripture of, you know, uh, and debate going on between pre-trib and mid-trib and post-trib that, you know, I believe that, that we're going to be raptured out before the tribulation and uh, then the Antichrist is going to come. There are those that believe that we're in the middle of tribulation. There are those that believe um, that we're going to go through the tribulation and then and, um, you know, according to this particular scripture, if you're just looking at this particular scripture in and of itself, it would seem to say, and I'm not trying to make a case for pre-trib, although I am pre-trib, but I'm not, I'm not trying to make a case for it, but it says that the secret power of lawlessness is at work, and that would be the spirit of the Antichrist. If ever we were in an age where we saw the spirit of the Antichrist at work, just you know, wanting to take prayer out of schools, wanting to take the Ten Commandments out of schools, out of um, uh, courthouses, all of those things that we see happening anti-God, anti-Christ, that is the spirit of Antichrist at work. And the one referred to there in 2 Thessalonians is the Holy Spirit who holds back. And see, we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You looking at me today and me looking at you, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are here on earth restraining the power of the Antichrist. We're making a stand for righteousness. We're shining the light of Jesus Christ. We are salt and light in the earth today. And we're holding up the standard of the word of God so that that force of wickedness is held back. It's restrained. And praise God for that. Now, we did a study earlier on the Holy Spirit. I believe it was lesson four that he was our conviction and that he convicted us. 
the Holy Spirit will bring uh, a check in our spirit, uh, um, you know, a repentance, a brokenness that we need to repent of our sin, that we are drawn to him, that we no longer stand afar off, but we approach the Holy Spirit and we allow him to cleanse us, to create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us. So we are wooed by the Holy Spirit through the spirit of conviction. If you feel guilt and shame and condemnation, be sure that is not of the Lord. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit does not bring uh, guilt and shame. He brings conviction. So that's a past lesson that we were talking about. So we're we're kind of holding up the Holy Spirit and the Word and looking at it and looking at the different facets of the personality just like we would a diamond in the light. And we saw that he is a convictor, but he also is a restrainer. So before we ever even walk into sin, he can restrain us. He can restrain darkness here on the earth. And he's doing that, amen, through each of us in a powerful way. Now, um, we see in 1 Corinthians uh, 10 and 13, if you want to look at that scripture, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but is so as common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also makes a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So whenever a temptation comes or the, uh, the enemy tries to put a thought in our mind to do something that would uh, get us off course, be displeasing, be sinful, <clears throat> come between us and the Lord, there always is that way of escape for a believer. There's always that moment. I wrote a, a blog on this not long ago I felt so inspired by the Holy Spirit to write it for especially teenagers and young adults. And it's called Let's Not, Let's Not. That whenever uh, a suggestion is made, let's go, let's see how fast your car will go. Let's uh, go drink a case of beer. Let's go party. Let's go, um, vandalize a home, let's go shoplifting, let's do whatever it may be, let's uh, try these drugs, that, that we teach our kids and we learn ourselves as adults to say, let's not, let's not, amen? That's the way of escape that the Holy Spirit has provided. But see, it, it cannot be done in our own ability many times because peer pressure is so strong. Ask me how I know. You know, as a young adult and a teenager, you know, I would a lot of times go anywhere the wind was blowing and, and not have any backbone to say, let's not. And usually it's that one person who stands up and says, let's not, that can affect a whole atmosphere. Amen. 
So it's through the power of the Holy Spirit and the restraining force of the Holy Spirit that we're given a way out of every temptation. Now, if you look at the definition for a restrainer, that is someone who, a person or a group who will prevent someone from doing something or acting out in a certain way. It also means to hold, to fasten, or to secure as to prevent, a lim prevent or limit movement. So see, the restraining force of the Holy Spirit operating for us and through us uh, prevents evil and darkness upon the earth. Now, just some examples of restraint mentioned in the Bible. You're going to love this. Exodus 36 and 6, that's where Moses had to issue, actually had to issue a command and a proclamation that circulated throughout the camp. And he told the people, we have received all we need to build the tabernacle. We don't need any more. Don't bring any more. And the Bible says, thus the people were restrained from bringing any more. See, that is, that is an example early on in the Word of God uh, in Exodus of the word restraint and, and God exercising restraint among the people. We, we have enough. Amen. And that he is God of more than enough, that no matter what we need to complete a task, he's going to provide amply what we need. I love that. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. And so it takes the vision of God. It takes God giving us a vision. That's why moms out there, if you're watching me today, that's one thing that we can agree together and pray is that God will give our kids a vision for their life of who he has called them to be, not who we think they should be or their fathers or their grandparents or their teachers, but who God wants them to be, a vision so that there is restraint in their life. Amen. They're restrained from getting off course and doing all kind of foolishness because they have a purpose and they have a focus and they know what they want to do with their life and they're staying with God and staying the course. Proverbs 16 and 32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit, and uh, he can capture a city. If you can rule your, your spirit, you can capture a city. That's powerful stuff. See, that's restraint. In other words, that we're just not, uh, flying off the handle, getting mad at everybody, saying whatever comes to our mind. And I've been there. I've done it. And so every day I have to press into the Holy Spirit. Every day of my life I have to press in because there'll be something that comes along that just brings agitation, irritation. You just want to pop off at the mouth and say something. And you have to just lean into the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to rule my spirit right now. Help me, Jesus, from saying what is on my mind to say because it's not good. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. See, that's the restraint of the Holy Spirit. And he will put the guard over our mouth and our emotions. Uh, Psalm 141 and 3, this is a good one. David prayed. He said, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and keep a watch over the door of my lips. And then again in 1 Peter 3 and 10, Peter said this, he said, the one who desires life 
To love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Amen. We've got to think about what we're thinking about and what we're saying. And even last night as I was preparing to come down, uh, my husband and I got in a conversation and uh, somehow we got into a subject of something that was just kind of been, it's been irritating to me. It's been bothering me. And I began to just kind of start speaking negatively about, I said, well, 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 how did we even get into this subject? I don't need to be talking about this. Let's just not, he said, you're right. Let's don't even talk about this. So um, we have to set that watch, keep a watch over the door of our lips and watch what we're speaking. James 1.19, it says, but everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So see, there's that slow, that restraint, that yield, yielding to the Holy Spirit, yielding to his power, leaning into him, leaning or I feel really angry right now. Holy Spirit, and I'm asking you to help restrain this anger. Amen. Sometimes you just have to pull back away from people and situations until you get your spirit man right and lined up with the Holy Spirit and allow him to just overwhelm you and take over. And he just takes that anger. He takes that pain. He takes that reaction. And he keeps us restrained so that we don't bring uh, dishonor, and, and steal the glory away from the Lord, amen, that we, that we don't uh, bring reproach on his name and his reputation. That's important. So we see that God restrains us. I was thinking of some ways that he has restrained me, and of course in communication, we've talked about that, and anger um, and temptation and decisions. You know, sometimes you just want to make decisions based out of your emotions. And the Holy Spirit says, whoa, whoa, slow down, wait a minute. Uh, we lived in Phoenix and uh, for six years, and it would get to 115, 120 degrees in the summertime, easy. And I think the hottest it ever got was 120 degrees. And I used to say, you never want to make the decision to move to Phoenix, or I'm saying this to all my Phoenix friends out there, you know I love you. But you don't want to move to Phoenix or you don't want to move away from Phoenix in the summertime. Amen. Because you don't want to do it based out of your emotions. You have to, but if the Lord tells you to move in the summer, then you got to move in the summer. But, you know, you don't want to make major life decisions. Amen. Out of your emotions. That's when the Holy Spirit and His restraining force needs to come into play. Um, Sometimes you can just say to him, Holy Spirit, just help me to wait. Just help me just to rest in you and to put it in your hands and trust you to work it out. And I know you will. And he does every time. He helps me sometimes restraining on overeating. I was fretting over something the other day and I had a bag of cheddar Lay's potato chips and if it hadn't have been for the restraining force of the Holy Spirit, I probably would have sat there and eaten the whole bag. <laughs> and so, I'm just being real, real with you right now. I like potato chips. And um, 
I'm, I really had to have, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, help me here. Restrain me. What am I doing? What am I doing? I had to think about it. And I rolled up the bag, I put it in the pantry and walked off and said, okay, thank you, Lord. You just saved me about a thousand calories. But, you know, even in eating and overeating and that kind of thing, uh, even in our dress, dressing modestly, dressing for the glory of God, we need a restraint there. Amen. Uh, some of our young girls watching me today, um, you know, we, we have to dress with modesty. And so there has to be a restraining force there, even in fashion, uh, to help us to bring glory and honor to the Lord. The other day I had on a t-shirt that said, Just Jesus, and I went into Publix. And the person in front of me was kind of, it was aggravating. There was a situation that was going on. And I looked down and I realized I had on a shirt that said, Just Jesus. And it was like the Holy Spirit checked me. He said, you better act right. You better not be looking funny. You better not be having, you know, uh, evil looks on your face or rolling your eyes. You got on the Just Jesus t-shirt and you got to represent. Amen. Isn't that sad that it took a t-shirt to get me in check? But, you know, that's a restraining force of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in social media, in driving, in texting, and all of that. You know, now we have a law in Georgia that says you can't, you have to have hands free. I have to put my phone away and just allow the Holy Spirit to restrain me from thinking I even need to look at it. Amen? That's how dependent we need. Some of you may be saying, well, that's silly. Why do we need the Holy Spirit for that? Isn't that common sense? I hear you. But you know what? That is how intimate and how dependent on the Holy Spirit He wants us to become. That we are dependent on Him for every move and to restrain us when we're getting out of line and getting ourselves into trouble. In social media, you see people all the time just going to make their point and they're just going to just, you know, blast everybody and tell everybody off. And, you know, we've all had that, you know, uh, trigger happy. We just want to get on there and just say our mind. Well, we need the restraining of the Holy Spirit to think about, you know, how, how is this to pray over it, to, to brood over it, to wait, to say, Holy Spirit, is this really what you want me to say? Is this really what you want me to text? Is this really what I need to be doing with my time? Amen. And so all of these things uh, come when we draw upon that restraining force of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 2 and 8 talks about how God, Jesus, has put everything in subjection. I love that word, under his feet. That's a, an example of a restraining force where things uh, in this earth, seen and unseen, are under the subjection, the restraint of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 26, uh, this is when Peter cut off the, the, the ear of the soldier. He drew his sword. Think about this. And Jesus said, he looked at Peter, he said, Put your sword back in its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. He said, Do you not think, Peter, that I cannot appeal to my father and he will once put at my disposal more than twelve legion of angels, and I heard that's thousands and thousands and thousands of angels. I don't know the exact number. Um, our, our theologians watching may know that, but 
that's an example of the restraint of Jesus. You know, he could have wiped them all out. Amen. Just when he even said, I am he, when they came to get him in the garden, they fell backwards under the power. Amen. But Jesus was restrained at that time. Um, 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slow about his promise as some would count slowness, slowness, but he is patient. He is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. And you know, patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to take every one of those fruit and we're going to break them down. Oh yes, we're going to, and I hope you'll be with us because we're going to look at them and we're going to learn and grow so much. I can't wait for that. But it says here, the Lord is slow to anger. The Lord, uh, even in Nahum 1 and 3, the Lord is slow to anger and he is great in power. He could wipe out the sin on the earth like that. You know, just like he did with the flood with Noah, but he gave the rainbow as a sign of his promise that he would never do that again. He's restrained his anger. He has held back his anger and from destroying us because he is a merciful God. And if you're watching today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you've waited and waited and waited, what are you waiting for? Amen. Today is your day. Don't hold back any longer. That's one area you don't want to restrain yourself is from running to Jesus. Let yourself go and come to him and give your life to Jesus Christ and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I can't even trust myself from doing the right thing. I can't trust myself from not just running off at the mouth and saying whatever I, what comes to my mind. I need your help. Amen. I need your restraint. And you know the Holy Spirit's not going to hold that back from you. He's going to help you and strengthen you. And you're just going to be changed in His Word as you read His Word being transformed. And you know some people think that well, if I'm restrained by the Holy Spirit, what's fun about that? I can't have fun and party and enjoy my life. Do you know that in Acts chapter 2, when, when all the disciples were gathered and the Holy Spirit was poured out upon that prayer meeting, that people thought they were drunk? And, and Peter stood up and he said, These men are not drunk as you suppose. Amen because they're having so much fun and enjoying the presence of the Holy Spirit so, so much. You know, he, there's freedom in Christ, but yet he restrains us from those things that will bring, bring death and destruction and harm to our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a Savior that he has given us, the precious Holy Spirit. And you know, no matter how much we know or think we know about the Holy Spirit, there's always more. And we're just going to take this study as long as the Lord will allow and direct and lead us and learn about the Holy Spirit, His gifts, His fruit, His attributes, how He leads us. Some of our programs coming up are going to be so amazing about how the Holy Spirit leads us. And uh, you're just going to just grow so much. We're going to grow together in him and in his knowledge. I want to thank you for joining always more. 
I want to encourage you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you fresh today. And I agree with you now that the Lord will bless you and keep you and fill you with his Holy Spirit and use you for his glory. And we give God all the praise. Thank you for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you again on Always More. God bless you. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.